So as I just alluded to uh, with the, the kids, uh, I was in Colombia last Sunday, um, been there for most of the past two weeks. And through the trips that uh, I've been able to make there over the past several years, actually, um, I've been surprised at some of the ways in which we are connected and some of the, the ways our countries uh, share similar situations, even across language, culture, history. Of late, and on this most recent trip, the similarity that, stuck, that struck me the, the most was the similar problem we share in the disparity of uh, income and wealth between the majority of people who are just trying to get through life without financial devastation and then this tiny minority of individuals and families who own and control an obscene majority of the wealth and power of each nation. In addition to being frustrated and angry about this systemic inequality, the majority of people, I think, in each country are uh, as well frustrated and angry that our respective governments don't seem to be doing a whole lot about these things. They seem somewhat unresponsive to the fundamental needs and desires of the general population. The problems are pretty obvious, and yet it doesn't seem as if much of significance or is being done or even tried, for that matter. And yet, I don't return from this trip, and, and those of uh, us that were part of the delegation from Seattle don't return from this trip discouraged. Instead, more encouraged. Our sisters and brothers in the Presbyterian Church of Columbia have again reminded me of the incredible importance of our purpose here in our own communities on Queen Anne and in Seattle and have inspired me that we can make a difference and we do make a difference when we work in the calling that Jesus gives us. In so many ways, our siblings in Colombia are living out the calling that Jesus gives to all of us disciples that we hear in this morning's scripture from Matthew, to be salt and light. And in sharing just a little bit of their story, I think it will also greatly encourage you uh, and all of us for our own lives and our own work here. Their stories illustrate the essence of the extraordinary purpose that we receive when Jesus calls us to follow. The, the calling that we hear in this morning's text. As followers of Christ, we are given an opportunity to make the world a better place for all people. And when I use that word, opportunity, it's not just a matter of psychological manipulation, making a really 
unpleasant thing sound more fun and, and open. I truly mean that it's an opportunity. Because in this morning's text, Jesus is telling us that we are already who God wants us to be. Notice the, the, the form of the verb, the tense of the verb in his opening statements. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. This is who we already are because of our relationship with Christ. This is at least part of what Paul was trying to communicate as well when he was writing to the, the Christians in Corinth and reminding them, that, them of their identity as well. In the end of that little section, he writes, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit of God, the spirit who is from, from God that we may understand what God has freely given us already. We already are who we are called to be, salt and light. Ultimately, Jesus is the salt of the earth and the light of the world, but we have his spirit within us. Therefore, when we simply allow ourselves to be guided by the spirit of Christ within us, we will do the things that make the world a better place for all those things that add life and add light. Notice again the, the verb that uh, Jesus uses in verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men and women that they may see your good deeds. Let it, allow it to happen. Jesus seems to recognize here that for various reasons, we ourselves are often the ones who get in our own way from doing what we would like to do even. Jesus is in a sense saying, let yourself be who you are. You are salt and light for the world. And those two images of salt and light encourage us because they are both elements which, with which even a little bit can make a huge difference. Think about how little salt it takes to actually bring out flavors that weren't tasty before, that you couldn't really recognize before. Just a little bit of salt can bring out the flavors. Even one candle can light up a whole room. In fact, I was reading a, a statistic on this that under the right conditions, a single candle be, can be seen from over a mile and a half away. I think sometimes we feel as if our little word or our little act won't make a big difference. And maybe we don't even bother doing it then. But it will. I like the way 
This is translated in the message. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. Or let me put it another way. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are here to bring out the flavor of God in our communities. We're, we're here to bring out the colors of God in our communities. We as followers of Christ are given a tremendous opportunity to change the world for the better. And all it takes sometimes is just a, a dash of salt or one little candle. These past two weeks, uh, I've been able to see this truth lived out in a number of different ways. The country of Colombia has been exposed to so much violence and trauma over the past 60 years that it seems in some ways impossible that it will ever heal. Somewhere around a half a million people, 500,000 people, have been killed or disappeared in a civil war that has gone on for 50 years plus. Over 7 million people have been forced from their homes and their land and displaced within their own country. Currently, thousands, hundreds of thousands, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans are fleeing from their own country and into Colombia because they have nowhere else to go. And even though the Civil War is officially over in Colombia, those who are working for peace and for human rights are being killed on average one per day. And yet, our sisters and brothers in the tiny little Presbyterian Church of Colombia are letting God work through them in ways that bring life and love. They're letting their love bring out the flavors of God and their light bring out the colors of God in their communities in all sorts of different ways. There are ex-combatants from both the rebel forces and the paramilitary groups who are being resettled in their home communities with job training and forums for peace and reconciliation. There are Venezuelan refugees who are being sheltered and fed and clothed. There are kids in violent neighborhoods who are being given a safe place after school to, to hang out and to have fun and be fed and learn. There are displaced farmers who are being helped to acquire land and to plant and irrigate crops and rebuild communities. There are students who are organizing mass protests to demand peace and justice. And all of this is being done in the name of Christ as followers of Jesus 
let themselves be moved by the Spirit. The great news for us is that that same Spirit fills us and is moving us to be salt and light. Our communities struggle in some similar ways, but also in, in many other ways. But we, we have significant issues in our own communities that our brothers and sisters in Colombia do not face. And yet, as followers of Christ, we are given the amazing opportunity to make a difference in our neighborhoods and in our cities, in our homes, in our places of work, in our school. It might be as simple as a a kind word spoken with care or a gesture that lets somebody know that they're seen, they're heard. Even your act of allowing me to go to Colombia has been a gift of love and light over and over again. And part of the reason why we we keep going back over and over again when we are there, there are people, brothers and sisters in Colombia who share how important it is for us to, to be there and for them to see us face to face so that they know they are not alone. They can feel like they are fighting these battles without anyone who cares. And then we show up and, and they know that they are known and heard and that their stories are being shared elsewhere. And in fact, this time was particularly powerful because of an opportunity to meet uh, two people who are formerly of the, from the FARC uh, revolutionary group who has officially made peace with the government and turned in their arms and is trying uh, and are many most of whom are trying to return to their home communities and establish a life of peace and wholeness and again there's so much happening there that is familiar to us in the in the sense of there are people who are spreading lies about what is actually happening and what people uh are, are trying to do, but hearing from these ex-combatants themselves, they desperately want peace. They don't want war anymore. And several times to us uh, in the session, they said, we need you to tell the story, to tell the truth when others are telling lies. And for them to, to know that they were being heard and that there's at least a chance that their story will will be told. It gave them hope and encouragement. As followers of Christ, we have an opportunity daily to make our world a better place. It can be as simple as a little salt here, a little light there, but it does make a difference. Thanks be to God.